Um, we do have, uh, as usual, our great uh, bit from the Australian news desk. Actually, we have two this week. Um, Grant sent one as well as Steve. I, I uh, didn't know. We have a great news thing from the Australian news desk. Oh, we have a fantastic bit, and we have two of them. Okay. So we'll go ahead and listen to them. We're challenging the other continents to step up. but Yeah, Australia right now, is yeah. in the lead. There they are. And now with aviation news from the only country that can call itself a continent, here's Steve Vischer with the Australia News Desk. Well, good day, folks. It's Steve Vischer here at the Australia Desk. We're enjoying a lovely long weekend here for the Queen's birthday holiday. And here's a look at some of the local stories that I found interesting this week. This article appeared in the Sydney Morning Herald on June 5th entitled Qantas Feels the Pinch, What a Difference a Year Makes. After posting a profit of $969 million last year after tax, Qantas has returned to Earth with a thud this financial year due to the biggest downturn in travel of the jet age. The airline is expected to post a profit of just over $85 million this year, according to an average of forecasts from seven broking houses. Without a $216 million profit in the first half, Qantas' bottom line result for the full year would be even uglier, given that the huge drop in demand only hit home in February. The airline's profit downgrade in April, its second in six months, suggests that it will post a pre-tax loss of $188 million in the second half. The last time Qantas sank into the red was in the second half of 2003, when it posted a small loss because of a sudden drop in traffic due to the SARS outbreak. Some brokers believe a recovery in Qantas' earnings will be delayed until 2010-11 because of the continued weakness in forward bookings and the fair war among competitors. But at least Qantas is still in the black. Virgin Blue will join most airlines around the world in posting a loss this year. Australia's second largest carrier has conceded it will post a full year loss because of the startup costs of its long-haul carrier V Australia. Macquarie Equities is forecasting Virgin to sink to a $153 million full year loss. What's more, it believes competition on the Trans-Pacific and Trans-Tasman routes is likely to prevent Virgin from posting a profit over the next 18 months. This article appeared in the Australian newspaper on June 5th by Steve Crudy. Qantas issues a safety notice after a CASA audit. A detailed regulatory review of the way Qantas maintains individual aircraft has resulted in about 15 requests for corrective action from the Civil Aviation Safety Authority. CASA undertook the tail audit in the wake of a series of incidents that included a mid-air oxygen bottle explosion that blew a hole in the side of a jumbo jet and a computer glitch that sent an Airbus jet on a wild ride over Western Australia. Neither of those problems looks set to be the airline's fault, but they prompted an embarrassing maintenance review that last year found Qantas was not meeting its own performance benchmarks and warned it needed to take action to head off potential safety problems. Problems included the management structure of Qantas Engineering as well as the accountability and control of its engineering and maintenance program. CASA Deputy Chief of Operations Mick Quinn told a Senate estimates hearing last week that the more detailed follow-up review had involved looking at individual planes in the Boeing 737, 767 and 747 fleets. He said the review had looked at all airworthiness directives that had been applicable to them over their lives, what had been done, how the documentation have been maintained and whether they complied with requirements. He goes on to say that the process has found a number of things they think require some attention and they've issued uh, a number of requests for corrective action across the 737 and 767 fleets. He also says here that uh, they're not safety critical areas but they do need some attention to detail is quoted as saying and uh, says that the uh, request for corrective action hadn't been issued yet for the 747 uh, because that part of the review is not complete. And just for a bit of comment there, guys, that's uh, that's an interesting report from a uh, local standpoint. Uh, Qantas has always prided itself and, in fact, marketed itself on 
its uh, very high maintenance standards and I think it would be fair to say that, that those standards have been a little tarnished over the last few years so I think that report was a very worthwhile one and uh, certainly hope that it will lead to uh, Qantas restoring those very high standards once again. Let's hope they do that. V veers to Japan. This next article, uh, also written by Steve Creedy and appeared in the Australian newspaper this week, it's talking about Virgin Blue and it's confirmed that it's looking to Japan as a potential future destination for its international offshoot, V Australia. Its chief executive, Brett Godfrey, said comments by major investor Sir Richard Branson that it might start services to the destination within 18 months were quite reasonable. Quote, and frankly, there is the ability to do that in that time frame. The comments came after V Australia earlier this week played down media reports that it had scaled back flights from Sydney to Los Angeles because of failing demand. Spokeswoman Heather Jeffrey said the airline had consolidated two flights this month. She said these are tactical, not permanent, scheduled consolidations, and as I'm sure you know, other airlines are doing similar in the current environment. The international carrier this week also signed an interline agreement with Virgin America. Mr Godfrey said the trans-Pacific market had proved tougher than he'd first envisaged. V Australia operate between Sydney and Los Angeles and also Brisbane and Los Angeles using uh, brand new 777, uh, I believe they're 300 ER aircraft. I'll be able to give you a report on just how uh, their service is. I'll be flying with them at the end of next month on a trip to the US, uh, which I'm looking forward to. If uh, some of the pictures I've seen uh, on airliners.net are anything to go by, then hopefully it'll be a comfortable flight. It's just an extreme long flight across the Pacific. And just a quick one to finish up on this week. Uh, we've dealt with Qantas, we've dealt with Virgin Blue, so let's not forget Tiger Airways. A quick article here also by Steve Creddy in The Australian. It says Tiger Airways is getting its own reality TV show. It'll screen on Channel 7, which is a obviously a local Australian TV network. And Channel 7 describes it as, quote-unquote, an unprecedented look at the day-to-day running of a budget airline in Australia. Well, any one of you who's ever read my blog will know exactly what I think of Tiger Airways. I think they're the absolute bottom of the barrel. They're going to have to show themselves in a really good light if they uh, want to make a TV show look good. I'll watch that with interest. And that's all from Down Under this week. I had hoped to record this week with uh, my friend Grant McCarran, who likes to also send in some uh, great articles and emails to the podcast, which have uh, been quite entertaining over the last few weeks and months. Unfortunately, uh, Grant's out uh, having a great time piloting balloons this weekend and couldn't make it. So I'd uh, just like to say, Courtney, on behalf of uh, Grant and myself, that we'd just like to wish you all the very best for your uh, new job and your new career with that uh, unnamed aircraft manufacturer up there in Canada. I wonder who that would be. Anyway, mate, we really enjoyed the opportunity that you've uh, given to uh, the bearers to uh, participate in the podcast. Uh, We hope to continue doing it. And uh, once again, we wish you all the very best. I'm Steve Fisher at the Australia Desk, and we'll talk to you all again next week. Latest news reports indicate that the recent Air France Flight 447 crash involving an Airbus A330 may have some similarities with a pair of Qantas A330 incidents late last year. In October 2008, a Qantas A330 flying between Singapore and Perth in Western Australia experienced a pair of uncommanded pitch changes and subsequent recovery manoeuvres, resulting in passengers being flung around the cabin and injured. The pilots were able to stabilise the aircraft and make an emergency landing at a nearby airport. Preliminary reports have indicated that the likely cause of the incident was a faulty air data inertial reference unit that gave false stall, overspeed and angle of attack warnings, leading the computers to change aircraft pitch. Two months later, another Qantas A330 experienced similar issues, but the crew were able to catch the problem in time and using a revised procedure produced by Airbus following the previous event, disconnected the faulty unit and returned safely to Perth. Sources within Air France have suggested that the final ACARS message received from the Air France A330 included indications that there were inconsistencies in the airspeeds measured across the three pitot systems, 
the autopilot had disengaged in the fly-by-wire system and changed to alternate law, providing a reduced level of computer assistance to the flying controls. One of the final messages indicated that all three air data inertial reference units had disengaged. While these messages appear to indicate a similar scenario to the ones experienced by Qantas, insufficient information is available to determine if a bug in the system was the cause of the crash. Prior to the crash, the crew had reported passing through severe turbulence and storms were in the area of the flight. Given that one ACARS message indicated a TCAS antenna fault, there is speculation that a lightning strike could have fried computer systems. The PITO system discrepancies could indicate severe icing associated with the storms causing problems similar to those experienced by Air France A340s where fouled PITO systems led to faulty airspeed and attitude indications. Investigators are working hard to recover wreckage from the scene and continue the forensic analysis that has started with the ACARS messages. Locating the cockpit voice recorder and flight data recorder may prove to be near impossible due to the depths of the ocean and the area of the crash. Regardless of whether a faulty air data system caused the crash or was a symptom of some other cause, being in the cockpit during a dark and stormy flight with erroneous information and failing computer systems would make recovery to controlled flight very difficult indeed. This has been Grant McCarran commenting from the Airplane Geeks Australia desk. Uh, thanks again, uh, Grant and Steve, and thanks, Steve, for the kind words. It's been uh, it's been great working with you guys, and we, as always, appreciate so much uh, what you guys are doing, especially with the new bits that you're sending us. Uh, so please, please continue to do so. And we also challenge those other continents. Get off your rear ends and send us some aviation content because really max i mean this is what we talked about uh before this this is your podcast not you max but everybody's podcast (laughs) that's Um, right yeah you're absolutely right so uh so thanks from the guys down under once again